the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Friday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth with us today. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Colado. Hey, Damian. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday to you too. And uh, who knows what's going to happen on this Friday the 13th, right? I know. Kind yeah. of spooky. <laughs> okay, look out for black cats and don't walk under any ladders. At least that's what I've always been told. And I I don't worry about them too much anyway to begin with. But we always want to recognize our saint of the day, which happens to be Blessed Marie Rose de Rocher. And we're going to offer up our prayer to her this morning in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, you enkindled in the heart of Blessed Marie Rose de Rocher the flame of an ardent charity and a burning desire to collaborate as a teacher in the mission of the church inspire our hearts with that same charity so that we may lead our brothers and sisters to the bliss of eternal life. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We will learn more about our Saint of the Day later on in today's show, but we are starting off with some events in our listening area at 10 after. You can find all of these events at our website at ccmedia.live. In 18 minutes, Lorraine Hess joins us. I love talking about what Lorraine is up to. She is a Catholic singer and songwriter. Well, let's just say she's a local Catholic singer and songwriter, um, national, international, but she lives right in the New Orleans area, does some wonderful work, and she has a new album called Veritas that's coming out real soon. She wants to give us a sneak peek about it, tell us a little bit more. And I know she has some Advent concerts that she usually does once we get closer to the Advent season, so I want to ask her about those as well. Those are widely attended in the New Orleans area. In 35 minutes, Roger Nutt joins us. He's a provost and professor of theology at Ave Maria University, and today he's talking about a new series called The Pursuit of Wisdom, where practical wisdom and insights around important topics and themes help you lead a more inspired, meaningful, and joyful life. I think we could all use that at some point in our lives, so looking forward to speaking to Roger today. And in 48 minutes, Terry Dixon is back. He's a director of communications of the Diocese of Biloxi and editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. He'll be giving us an update of what you'll be finding in this week's issue in the Gulf Pine. So looking forward to speaking to Terry again, because it's always an interesting and fun conversation with our friend over in the Diocese of Biloxi. Right, Damien? Always. uh, You never know what Terry's (laughs) going to throw at you. In the meantime... (laughs) What a beautiful day, what a beautiful morning, what a beautiful weekend we have in store. It's just going to be beautiful if you haven't figured that out yet. We will continue to have nice weather as the fall season continues to get underway in our area. Abundance of sunshine today, this uh, week 
in fact, uh, we are going to see great weather starting today all the way through Wednesday of next week with little or no chance of rain, 5% if we even think about rain. So um, I'm pretty sure we won't see much wet. Uh, High today is going to be close to 86, somewhere around uh, 67 for a low. Winds out of the east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles an hour. For the weekend, Saturday, high is going to be 81. The low is going to be 54. Temperatures are going to start dropping for a while. Sunday through Wednesday, the high will be in the 70s, lows in the 50s. In fact, could even be in the upper 40s in some areas. Skies, though, are going to be great for the next six days. Sunny, beautiful. Temperatures right now, 66 everywhere except New Orleans. It's 69. Don't forget, solar eclipse is tomorrow. More on Wake Up in a moment. Today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 11. When Jesus had driven out a demon, some of the crowd said, By the power of Beelzebul, the prince of demons, he drives out demons. Others, to test him, asked him for a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be laid waste, and house will fall against house. And if Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that it is by Beelzebul that I drive out demons. If I then drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your own people drive them out? Therefore they will be your judges. But if it is by the finger of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his palace, his possessions are safe. But when one stronger than he attacks and overcomes him, he takes away the armor on which he relied and distributes the spoils. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of someone, it roams through arid regions searching for rest, but finding none, it says, I shall return to my home from which I came. But on returning, it finds it swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and brings back seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, who move in and dwell there. And the last condition of that man is worse than the first. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Today's gospel expresses the tragedy of hard hearts. Jesus' enemies reign obstinate despite the evidence of his miracles. Instead, they attribute Jesus' extraordinary power to the devil. Jesus exposed the absurdity of this charge by showing that he drives out demons. Satan is certainly not fighting against his own kingdom. So Jesus is the stronger man who conquers the evil strong man. In the words of St. Paul, Jesus disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public example of them, triumphing over them. Ultimately, everyone who opposes Jesus will be scattered into the bowels of hell. Jesus' statement about a divided kingdom also reveals to us one of the worst evils that plague the church today, disunity among Christians. This fracturing that has led to almost 40,000 denominations greatly undermines the church's message. And therefore, we should take Jesus' prayer into our own hearts. Father, that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. 
so that the world may believe that you have sent me. St. Peter also warned us, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. Scandals in the church recalls the Latin proverb, The corruption of the best is the worst. St. Peter denounced corrupt Christians, who he compared in a graphic and frightening way to a dog turning back on its own vomit and a sow being washed and then wallowing in the mire. He added, It would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. Nevertheless, we must pray for all sinners because God will forgive any sin. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy, baby, and thank you, Father Chris Decker. 11 <laughs> after the hour on this Friday morning, Friday the 13th. Oh, man, it's going to be a lucky day for all of us. And if you're a <laughs> member or uh, uh, would like to be a member of the St. Catherine of Siena Women's Club, here's your chance because they're going to do a pop-up event. Haven't heard too much about this, but it's a trip to the New Orleans Museum of Art on October 25th to see an exhibit entitled Fashioning America, Grit to Glamour. Mm. This might be right up Gabby's alley. The mm. exhibition spotlights over 100 American designers and brands with garments from the 19th century all the way to present day. And it's free admission to uh, members of the New Orleans Museum of Art. And uh, you get to see uh, the special exhibits to go along with uh, your entry into the museum. Everyone are, will meet at the steps of the museum at noon on Wednesday, the 25th of October. After the visit to the museum, you, all you ladies will go and enjoy refreshments at Cafe Noma. How nice. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really cool exhibit, actually. Mm -hmm. Seeing American fashion throughout the decades, hey, very it, cool. It's great for women, for sure. I mean, it's a great field trip. I think this is great. Okay. Well, we're taking it over to the Diocese of Biloxi. Bishop Kenneman invites all members of the legal profession to attend the annual Red Mass this Sunday, October 15th at 11 a.m. at Nativity BVM Cathedral, Judges are invited to robe and be part of the procession. In order to prepare for the mass, mass, you are asked to RSVP, and you can find details on how to RSVP on our website calendar at ccmedia.live. All righty. You know, the next Theology on Tap at St. Alphonsus Catholic Church in Greenwell Springs, it's going to be entitled Forming Consciousness to uh, Faithful Citizenship an opportunity to explore how to prepare for the upcoming election cycle. Whew, what a mouthful. Mm -hmm. The guest speaker is going to be uh, Rob Tasman. Uh, he's going to be focusing on that. He is the former executive director of the Louisiana Conference of Catholic Bishops and current vice president of Mission Integrity and Integrig Integrigation to Our Lady of Lourdes Health System. 
There will be a dinner in Emanuel Hall, which is the Parish Activity Center, and that's going to be Sunday, October 22nd. That's when all this is taking place. It'll begin at 5.30. The talk will begin at 6, and child care will also be provided. You do have to RSVP, so what you need to do is go to our website at ccmedia.com. We'll have all the details, including how to get registered for this event. Yes, Rob is super informed with things happening in legislation because he was in that role at one point in time. So this is going to be a really great talk. I'm glad that we talked about this, Damian. Well, this coming Sunday at the noon mass at Father Silo's Church on Dauphine Street in New Orleans, all are invited, especially the Peruvians, to celebrate the Feast of the Lord of Miracles, or the Purple Christ, the patron saint of Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru dedicates the entire month of October to celebrate this feast in gratitude of thousands of miracles received throughout the years. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. All righty. Last but not least, St. Rita Catholic Church in Harahan, their annual Knights of Columbus Golf Tournament is going to be Saturday, October 28th at Grand Ridge Golf Country Club in Luling, $100 per person. It's a 9 a.m. start, four-man scramble, lunches included. Got to register by the 25th. This is Franciscan Media Saint of the Day for October 13th. Today we celebrate Blessed Marie Rose du Rocher. Drawn to religious life, poor health kept her from pursuing this vocation. Instead, she spent 13 years as housekeeper, hostess, and parish worker for her priest brother's parish in the village of Buloil. As a young woman, Eulalie hoped that one day there would be a community of teaching sisters for every Montreal parish. Well known for her graciousness, courtesy, leadership, and tact, she was called the Saint of Buloil. Eulalie's spiritual director encouraged her to begin her own community, which she was reluctant to do. Finally agreeing, she and two friends moved into a house across the St. Lawrence River from Montreal, where they began a boarding school with 13 students. Poverty, trials, sickness, and slander marked the next six years of Sister Marie Rose's life. But from her strong will, intelligence, and common sense were born the Sisters of the Holy Name of Jesus and Mary, a congregation dedicated to education in the faith. Marie Rose du Rocher died in 1849, and was beatified in 1982. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Collado. And our first guest today is Lorraine Hess. Lorraine is a Catholic singer and songwriter, and today she joins us to talk about her new album called Veritas. Good morning, Lorraine. Thanks for being with us again. Good morning, Gabby. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you with us. Well, come October 15th, you're going to be having a new album, and Lorraine, people show up to hear you sing all the time. Tell us about this wonderful album. What can we find in it? Sure. So this is um, a project, a collection of songs that I've been writing over the last few years. And um, it's about truth and about the truth of our faith. And um, so the word veritas is Latin for truth. And that's the title song for it, which is a kind of a combination of chant and some contemporary sounds. Really a cool vibe, a little different than some of the things I've recorded in the past. 
but, you know, there's a song on the Word of God. There's a song on um, rebuilding our church when it's crumbling, and which I actually wrote in Assisi um, when I was in Italy there. And um, just our part in rebuilding and just staying true to, to our faith, even when it's not popular. So this is a part, part of it is kind of liturgical in that you could sing it at Mass, but a lot of it is for listening and for meditation and for prayer. So I'm excited about this new project. It's something a little different for me. Well, and this is your first full recording project since 2019? Right. Can you believe that? I mean, I did record a full mass setting for the Mass of St. Catherine of Siena. That was a project in 2020. And then I had a full music video for the year St. Joseph. So I've been busy and I've been writing, but this is a, a full collection. It's kind of hard to decide to do a full collection because it costs so much to record but people don't buy CDs like they did, which was a great way to mm-hmm. kind of like recover some of the costs. So it was difficult trying to budget, you know, what I thought would be downloaded, what would be streamed, what would be bought in a CD. Um, but yeah, so I guess because of COVID, um, but that was great material during that time too to write about all the things happening in the world and that impact on us when we pray. I think that the songs that you have in this album are so relevant and music moves us, Lorraine, uh, in some form or fashion, whichever genre you listen to, uh, they can really be transformative and healing. I think that it's important to tune into maybe sacred music. We talk about sacred art all the time, uh, but I think that music is maybe sometimes forgotten. This is a way that we can use to to also enhance our relationship with God and and pray and really connect with him in some way. I agree. And sometimes, you know, when we are in difficult times where the world's in chaos, we have trouble finding the words to pray. Mm-hmm. And when you have this music that you can pray along to and sing along to, you know, the words are right there. And a lot of these songs on this album are prayers directly to God. They are prayers directly to Mary um, that you can just sing out and your words are right there. And uh, I do hope that that is what happens with this album, that it enhances people's prayer and their spiritual life and their relationship with Christ. Um, it was a, it was a hard decision making, making a decision to do this album, um, but I discerned it. So I know it's in the Lord's hands and whatever his will for it is, um, I'm just going to follow that. But we are doing a, a free concert to release it at Dominican High School on November 7th. It's free and open to the public. There's going to be uh, free parking with security. Um, and it's going to be a beautiful night, a full band, including string players, bass, guitar, drums, background singers. Wow. We're going to do all the music from the album and some additional things from some of my older p- projects. Um, but we want to encourage people to come out. It's not just for Dominican people. It's for everybody. And um, it's just going to be a beautiful night right before Thanksgiving of uh, praise and worship. That's so exciting. And Lorraine, people uh, travel to hear you sing, especially during Advent. You have your Advent concerts. And of course, we can talk about that once it gets a little bit closer. But what's your story? How did you get inspired doing this? You know, when I first heard about you, I was blown away when I first heard you sing at one of the, I think it was a wine luncheon in Metairie. And I sat right next to you at a table and I was like blown away by your music. Oh, that's so kind. You know, I've always had a hunger for more. And um, my generation, you know, we have those post-Vatican II babies who didn't really have great mm-hmm. catechesis because we were transitioning and textbooks weren't good. Church architecture was changing. But I always had a hunger for it. And honestly, what's so beautiful about me doing this concert at Dominican is that that's where I fell in love with liturgical music. And I realized Mass was not supposed to be boring. It was supposed to be like it is at Dominican where... 
everyone participates and the music is uplifting and it enhances what's happened on the altar and there's that connection between the ritual and the song and and so that's kind of where I got my start and I started singing and taking singing lessons and started singing at church since I was 16 and I mean, I'm 55 that's a long time to be serving the church and this this evolution mm-hmm. of building building stories through becoming a mother and going through Hurricane Katrina and pandemics and children's issues and marriage you know challenges and those create the greatest material. A friend of mine, when I started writing, he said, you know, we all love Jesus and we think he's great. Don't write about that. We have enough songs about that. Write about how you taste and see the goodness of the Lord. How do you go out and tell the good news when you're suffering? How do you, you know, sing of the Lord's goodness when you just lost your job? Like, that's the kind of music that I think feeds Mm. people right now. And so when I went to pick the songs for this album, I went back to the other six albums and I said, what are people streaming the most? What are they requesting the most? That's what's going to feed them now. And so, you know, four years of writing music, it's hard to pick seven songs. But that's where my focus was, where what do people need to feed their souls right now to get through the day? Lorraine, I understand you also Mm -hmm. have a master's in pastoral studies. Does that incorporate a lot of of your your knowledge and, and understanding of the scripture with your music? Absolutely. I really believe that my time at Loyola, when I took all of those classes on scripture and ritual and pastoral studies and leadership in pastoral ministry, that my music really grew up. Like I got deeper into understanding um, all of our sacraments and scripture became alive. The mass just really exploded for me during those years when I was studying. So, and it also gave me credentials to do more speaking on the national level, which I've been doing a lot of over the last several years. So absolutely. That was, um, in fact, I missed, after I graduated, I really missed, studying. I miss, um, you know, just the conversation with my classmates who are in other ministries. Because I'm in this liturgical mm-hmm. world, you know, most of what I do is in a church, <laughs> but they're in prison ministry and hospice care and education. And so it really opened up my eyes to um, the people in the pews that I'm serving, that they need what what they need at Mass so that they can go out and do hospice care and prison ministry and teach people with disabilities, work with people with disabilities and serve the poor. So it was a beautiful time. I do miss studying, but yes, that is definitely has been mm-hmm. an, um, influential in my, in my writing. That's amazing. And, and people can also hear you sing during Mass as well. Uh, tell our listeners where you are and where not only can they participate in the Mass, but listen to your beautiful yeah. music. So I am the music director at St. Catherine of Siena in Metairie, and I sing every Sunday at 9 and 11. We have two beautiful choirs. One is very traditional at 9 with timpani and organ and big group, and then a, a, a contemporary group at 11, um, which is just a beautiful ministry. Both pa- masses are packed. Um, and then all the music that I have written is all on all the digital platforms like Apple Music, Pandora, Spotify, you can find it all there. And the album actually dropped a week ago on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, which is beautiful because mm-hmm. it came out early. And I wrote a song yeah. in Assisi. So the Lord is definitely um, has his hand in this. I'm so grateful. So you can get the music now digitally. And then the CDs are available through my website at LorraineHess.com. That's amazing. So you can get them through the streaming platforms l- that you just mentioned. Oh. Yeah. Okay, because, you know, no so one really buys CDs downloading. anymore. I know, yeah. but, you know, people ask me for them. I sold five last night at a mass. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I have to have some. 
Lorraine, I don't think I own a CD player. <laughs> That's great, either. though. I had, husband, I had to go in my husband's car to listen to it when it first came in to make sure it was all good. <laughs> but I, you know, I still have to get a certain amount because people still want them. And they, when they come to an event, they kind of buy it as a souvenir. Like a lady that bought last night, she says, I don't have a CD player, but I'm buying five and I'm giving them away. Or I'm just going to, I want it as a souvenir to look back and see, you know, who was the writer on the song and where was it produced. And mm. So that's really where I'm selling them is when I do events. Where do you produce mm. your music? So this album, I went to Atlanta and I worked with John Carosa and Ed Bolduc, who were engineers and producers. They had done my Christmas album and then Glorify Him and As I Pray. And they know my voice. They know what musicians to line up. And it's just like working with old friends. They're good, strong men of God and we prayed before every session. And so I went to Atlanta, mm. we recorded it in July, and um, they did a beautiful job. I was just very happy, and it went fast because they know me so well. Amazing. Well, Lorraine, I think that these songs on Veritas can be very healing, especially for the confusion that's going on in our world today, especially within our church at right. times. I think that music can be very healing, especially this album. Lorraine has Catholic singer and songwriter. She has her new album called Veritas. It is out now. One more time, Lores, where can people get in touch with your various events happening in the future, your concerts, and also download your music? Sure. All my whole calendar is on LorraineHess.com. You can see where we'll be, but then the first event will be November 7th at Dominican High School. Okay, definitely take a look because uh, come through Advent and Lorraine mm -hmm. is all over the place. <laughs> She's everywhere, everywhere and you definitely Advent, want yeah. to hear her. <laughs> thank you so Lorraine, much, Lorraine, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Definitely take a listen. Lorraine's voice is absolutely beautiful. Uh, and these songs, I think, can be very powerful uh, for our times today. So take a look at that. And also our events calendar also has some events that Lorraine will be hosting and having within the next few months as well. Stay yeah, with us. Roger Nutt joins us. Yeah, yes, absolutely you can at St. Catherine of Siena. That's right, Damien. Roger Nutt joins us. She is from Ave Maria University. When we return from the break, we will be talking about a new series called The Pursuit of Wisdom. Stay with us. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. It is 35 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Colado. Our next guest is Professor Roger Nutt. He is a provost and professor of theology at Ave Maria University. And today we are talking about a new series called The Pursuit of Wisdom. Good morning, Professor Nutt. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning. I'm excited to be on your show. Well, I'm excited to talk about this because I was really looking into these topics last night, especially these video series that I could enroll in and they're pretty, pretty relevant that I think a lot of people are interested in. So take us through, what is the pursuit of wisdom? The short way to answer that is the pursuit of mm -hmm. wisdom 
is a series of courses that captures and shares with anyone in any place what happens every day on the campus of Ave Maria University with the faculty and the students. All of these courses, they're free of charge, by the way, and they don't have tests or quizzes. It's just a sharing of the content in video form are taught by our faculty here at the university from their area of expertise as a direct extension of the kind of thing that they teach in the classroom or a particular course that they teach uh, with, with their students. So it's really making the life of Ave Maria University available as a resource for uh, anyone now in any place uh, through, through, this, uh, through this series and the accessibility uh, of the series. Wisdom is at the heart of what we do here at Ave Maria uh, University. We don't just pursue knowledge that terminates in action or knowledge that is related to power, but because the Catholic faith is the foundation of our identity and mission here at Ave Maria University, we are able to show our students how all forms of truth and all forms of learning are interrelated and interconnected under the light of divine wisdom. Nice. Well, and you know, you talk about on on your website, in today's fast-paced, driven world, we may feel overwhelmed. There's so many different opinions out there. Facts, websites, books, what's true, what's not true. We're constantly trying to figure that out. Um, And we can become easily burnt out from learning just basic things. And you talk about different uh, topics. So can you touch on the different themes that we can learn a little bit more about? Absolutely. Ave Maria University is a comprehensive university. We have a doctoral program in theology, multiple master's programs, and we have 35 undergraduate majors in everything from classical languages and theology and philosophy to technical fields like nursing and computer science. So these courses represent that breadth of learning that takes place here at the university, but all as an emanation or extension of our mission that is rooted in the pursuit of wisdom. So we have a course on computer science by one of our great uh, professors here who integrates the technical knowledge of computer science with the Catholic faith and engages contemporary questions like artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, Mm things like that. We have uh, a course by a biologist on stewarding the environment. We have a course on Tolkien by the great literature professor Joseph Pierce. We have a really wonderful course on the philosophy of motherhood, a course by the chair of our theology department, Michael Dauphiné, on the wisdom of C.S. Lewis, and a course by the chair of our politics department on the wisdom of Fulton Sheen. Those six courses are available now, but we have over a year's worth of courses recorded, and we're going to continue to release courses every other month, and uh, we're going to continue to record them, too, for the foreseeable future. Is this, uh, are these courses, do you have to have a degree to take these courses or to understand them? Because sometimes theology can go, at least sometimes, over my head, or I can understand it perfectly and it can really resonate with me. And I'm just thinking about the listener, too, because these are some wonderful topics that you are offering. There are no prerequisites at all. 
uh, no application process at all, and we have worked very hard in the preparation for the recording of these courses to make them digestible for everyone. The faculty who teach these courses have high-level specialization, but they were packaged to be consumable for uh, anyone of any background. And most of the courses, all of the courses, are divided into multiple digestible episodes from three episodes mm-hmm. to as many as 12 episodes. So it's something that you can consume in short increments as you go. We even have an app, so if you go for a walk or you're on the mm-hmm. treadmill, you can pick your way through the episodes in a very digestible and accessible manner. And most of the episodes also have free downloadable PDFs that have outlines and suggestions for further readings to help those who are watching the courses maximize what they get out of them. Very cool. Okay, so how did you go about picking these themes? I can understand environment and computer science and motherhood and and the wisdom of Fulton Sheen, but it's J.R. Tolkien and the wisdom, or J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. I love both of them. How does that? How is that relevant in today's world? And why should people take a look at those? Two two points were were part of the selection process. The first and most obvious is that Professor Pierce and Dr. Dauphiné teach those courses on our campus, and they are among the mm. most popular courses. So we're trying to share with the wider community what happens every day here on our campus, and the students love these courses and these professors. But the second point is that in each case, Pierce and Dauphiné on Tolkien and Lewis work very hard to show how their wisdom and learning unravels important challenges that we face today or accentuate important truths of the Catholic faith. So Professor Pierce has really cultivated an expertise in the Catholic ethos surrounding Tolkien's writing and how Christian wisdom animates the vision of the Lord of the Rings. And Dr. Dauphiné starts his series on C.S. Lewis with an episode on Lewis's great essay, The Weight of Glory, which really engages the problem of how frequently human beings settle for so much less than what God ultimately wants for us. So these courses share the expertise and learning of our faculty, but also in a way that engages contemporary questions and challenges so that they can be helpful for people who consume this material. Yeah, pretty relevant topics as well, especially the topic of AI and the environment. We hear Pope Francis talking about uh, our environment constantly. So I think a, a course on this can be a lot of clarification for questions that we may have. Uh, but talk about why should people take a look at these, Professor Nutt, and where, where should they start? Sure, there are three easy places to find these courses. At the top of the university's website, AveMaria.edu, there is a link to click. It says free online courses, and that will take you to the URL. Or you can go directly to the URL, which is thepursuitofwisdom.org. You have to use the T-H-E, thepursuitofwisdom.org. <laughs> and as I mentioned, we have an app in the regular uh, Android and Apple app stores called The Pursuit of Wisdom with Ave Maria University in the subtitle. So if you want to take the program uh, in your pocket, you can download the app and take the courses with you uh, wherever you go. Why should people do this? The answer, I think, is pretty simple. 
in the ancient world and certainly in the Bible, wisdom was considered to be the pearl of great price. And we are trying Mm -hmm. to remind people and help people understand that knowledge and learning isn't just the acclimation of facts or the the accumulation of skills, but it's actually perfective in the order of truth. And when it's perfective in the order of truth, it fills our hearts with substance and draws us closer to God. Very nice. Sold. Thepursuitofwisdom.org. Definitely check it out. I linked it in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. You guys, it's free, you know, and you can listen to it on the go. I mean, what a perfect combination. (laughs) Professor Roger Nutt, Provost and Professor of Theology at Ave Maria University. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Gabby. All right. Definitely check that out. Some wonderful topics. And we've had Joseph Pierce on our morning show before. He's one of my favorite people to interview, Damien. Uh, just a plethora of information and knowledge just from that, those 10-minute segments with him. So definitely check that out as well. Stay yeah. with us. Terry Dixon joins us. When we return from the break, you're not going to want to miss this interview because it's just fun hearing the conversation between Terry and Damien. It's always a great time. And we learn what's happening in the Diocese of Biloxi. And welcome back to Wake Up. It is 12 minutes before the top of the hour. With us now, Terry Dixon, Director of Communications of the Diocese of Biloxi. He's also the editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic Newspaper. Here to give us an update. Terry, it's been a while. How are you doing, brother? It has been a while. I'm doing well. Well, good. How good. are you? Hey, oh, I'm doing great. I'll be in your fair city, uh, Biloxi, in a little while today. Going to spend the weekend there. Okay, thanks for warning us. I I wanted to give you a heads up to make sure you got out of Dodge in time. You should stop by and see us at the Pastoral Center. Who knows? I might do that. We'll run. uh, I know my wife wants to do a little shopping, and she likes to go to Ocean Springs too. So we'll be there too, roaming the street. Beautiful weekend. We're looking forward to it. But enough about me and my wife, and we'll be celebrating our fortieth wedding anniversary. That's uh, oh, congratulations! That's the whole purpose. So. Well, Terry, hard to, hard to believe somebody's been hanging around with me for that long, huh? Well, I know I wasn't going to say anything, but I don't disagree. <laughs> Who knows? God bless her. She surely is a saint. That, that, that is for, for sure. Okay. Let's talk about oh, no. the Gulf Pine newspaper now that we've got all that out of the way. And uh, who knows, I'll be making headlines before this is over with if we're not careful. Uh, A study on the front page. I know there's a number of events you're going to want to touch on, but I I have to at least recognize the study that was done by CARA, which is the uh, Center for Applied Research in the Apostolate out of Georgetown. And to me, somewhat good news, good news, bad news from the article the fact that two-thirds of Catholics actually believe the real presence of the Eucharist, to me, is totally different than the Pew research that was done back in 2019. So this is, this is good news to hear about Catholics. Absolutely. So this 2022 survey, which was published September 26, titled Eucharist Beliefs, a National Survey of Adult Catholics, found 64% of the respondents provided respondents that indicate that 
they believe in the real presence and that the Lord Jesus is truly present under the appearance of bread and wine in the Eucharist. And that conclusion was drawn from both open-ended and closed-ended questions. Respondents were asked about their understanding of church teaching about the Eucharist and additional questions to clarify their beliefs. It's a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. If to say the least. And uh, the, the somewhat disappointing part of it was the fact that adult Catholics who attend Mass once a week, only 17% and 5% of those uh, additionally uh, watch Mass on TV. A lot of that has to do with the COVID situation that occurred, and people are still, some are still a little skeptical or apprehensive about going into crowds, so they're watching Mass on TV. That totals to 22%. The disappointing fact was 35% of Catholics rarely or never go to Mass. I'm surprised with that number. Uh, me too. Well, I was going to say one of the best things to come out of the whole COVID situation for us as a diocese was that you know, a lot of our parishes were able to go online. Some of them are still online. So we were able to at least get the Mass to people they couldn't attend in person for obvious reasons, but they were able to worship by going on to their computer or to their phone and just watching Mass at the Cathedral with Bishop Kinnaman or Mass at their local parish. Yeah. And it really, I mean, for me, it was interesting to be able to watch masses from different churches, not only in our diocese mm-hmm. and other dioceses throughout the United States, but, you know, churches all over the world. Exactly. In fact, I watched a mass um, earlier this week out of Lafayette. Uh, the diocese was celebrating the uh, Eucharistic revival, and they had it at the Cajun Dome, and it looked like three or 4,000 people were in attendance. Oh it was amazing, and uh, just a beautiful mass, to say the least. Couldn't have done it without, um, you know, streaming, live streaming uh, video. So uh, we do have that at, as our advantage. Go ahead. The numbers are still disappointing, though, and, and they do indicate that we really do need a Eucharistic revival. So hopefully this will you know, cause an uptick in the numbers you of bet. those who believe in the real presence, because 64% is still way too little. Oh, I agree. Uh, one, your, your Gulf Pine uh, newspaper, I have to compliment you. You have a great supplemental insert uh, on respect for life. A lot of people forget that October is... Respect for Life Month, mm-hmm. but you've got great articles. I was thumbing through it and reading uh, everything from what to do if, if uh, a friend is considering abortion. It's You've got articles and steps on what to do regarding adoption. Uh, share a little bit about what they'll find in, in uh, that particular uh, supplement. Well, the theme of Respect Life Month is living radical solidarity that means accompanying women in need women who are pregnant it means being the hands and feet of jesus to these women and accompanying them on their journey of pregnancy and even after they give birth you know it, it, we we have walking with moms in need i know you've had margaret miller on the program before mm-hmm. it's such a a wonderful program and it's really starting to blossom in our diocese so um that's the main theme, but like you say, we talk about adoption. We talk about um, how to respond to women who are considering an abortion. We talk about addiction and just a variety of issues that come under the umbrella of respect life. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, there's another article I'm going to just highlight, and we'll move to events that are taking place in the Biloxi Diocese. But a great article from Cardinal Blaise uh, Kupich uh, from Chicago, Living the Gospel in Polarizing Times, worth reading. Uh, Terry, let's talk about some of the events in the final two minutes we have. Okay, let me tell you about the Silver Rose Pilgrimage, which is being sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. It is coming to Holy Family Catholic Church in Past Christiane on October 26th. That's a Thursday evening with a rosary at 6.15, followed by Mass at 7 p.m. It's a rosary and Eucharistic celebration honoring Our Lady of Guadalupe with a very special presentation of the International Centennial Pilgrimage Image of Our Lady of Fatima, the Consecration of the Two Hearts, and Investiture of the Brown Scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Oh, that's nice. I wear that scapular, by the way. Well, if you're still in town for your anniversary, you should go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look that up. I appreciate you bringing that up. What hey, else? Tell you, this weekend we, 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 have we got another minute, so hurry up. The Sacred Heart Parish <laughs> Bazaar begins this evening and continues through Sunday, 6 p.m. until... This evening, Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. until that's at Sacred Heart D'Iberville on Lemoyne Boulevard. They're going to have a bounty castle. You and your wife can come and bounce in the bounty castle for your anniversary. Food, drinks, live music, silent auction, a cornhole tournament, a cakewalk. You can win your wife a cake. And then they have human food. It's all kinds of good stuff well man and you're gonna have me all over the gulf coast before it's over with uh don't forget nativity of the years that's a long time well it is it is we've got a lot to a lot of ground to cover but we like to have fun still so uh still young at heart so the bouncy thing really is right up my alley everybody here knows yeah, that absolutely yeah. Yeah. so okay uh where can they go if they want to get all the details about the great gulf pine catholic newspaper www.biloxidiocese.org and one more thing nativity bbm school in biloxi is having their halloween carnival tomorrow so you can take your wife there you can dress up as a yes and morticia i don't know whatever it's going to be at the uh, elementary school is having it that's great it's the 65th (laughs) annual by the way it's been around longer than me and the wife so, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All it's right. a great Halloween tradition. Well, Terry, I look forward to chatting with you. Good luck dressing up for Halloween as well. And uh, hey, look forward to having you next time here on Wake Up. Good to be back with you. Looking forward to next time. Have a good weekend. You too, my friend. Terry Dixon, Communications Director for the Diocese of Biloxi, editor of the Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. Quick prayer to wrap up our week in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. May God, through the apostolic zeal which burned in the Mother Maria Rose heart, make us aware of the sufferings of the poor and in your goodness grant us the favor we beg of you. Amen. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.